Good evening, everybody. This is Anthony Sturgeon with the Reviewing Report Podcast. I want to thank you for tuning in. Tonight, we're going to dig back deep into that case out of Marysville, Ohio. So grab a beer, grab a drink, grab whatever it is you want to sip on. Make sure you check all your doors and make sure they're locked. Let's dig in. Here we are again. Second episode of the Patty Atkins case. And today what I want to do is just kind of dig in and, and give you guys a, a timeline because I think that's important. I think that uh, a timeline will give us an idea of what was going on. And so that that's the point of this episode and it's probably not going to be a very long episode. Uh, I did have a couple emails, um, a couple people that worked at Honda that I talked to and I didn't really get a whole lot from them. They, they worked there at the time of this case. Uh, they, they worked there during the disappearance of Patty and they didn't have a whole lot of, uh, information, but they just kind of told me what I've already known. So again, if anybody out there has any information about this case and you want to talk to me, go ahead. Tell me your, tell me your story. I would, I'd love to hear it. Um, so Patty Atkins, five foot eight, 120 pounds, 29 year old, single mother from Marysville, Ohio, last seen midnight, June 29th, 2001. So let's give a description of her. So that way, uh, you guys can, uh, when, when you're listening to this, you can have a visual of what's going on here. Um, she's a Caucasian female, blonde hair, hazel eyes. Um, I guess she's, you know, just like any other girl, she's got pierced ears. Um, I guess her navel's pierced. Honestly, I'd have to Google what that even means. (laughs) Um, let's see. I guess she's, you know, she's got a tattoo on her lower back of a flower. Uh, I don't even really know anything else. That's really the only thing that I've been able to find. So... Let's go through this timeline here. You're going to hear me shuffling through papers, and that's just because uh, I've done a lot of uh, writing and just trying to get this podcast put together. So this, uh, so Patty had been dating a guy for quite a while, um, and he worked there too. He was a supervisor, and Patty was actually a team lead, so she was part of management as well. She... Uh, She'd worked there for 10 years. So from 19 to 29, she had worked there. And for some reason, that just blows my mind. Because when I was 19 years old, I actually, when I was 19 years old, I was dropping out of college. So yay me. No, just no. Not yay me, just kidding. Um, so yeah, she had been there 10 years. So she was 29, but she, she, uh, she was already settled in, man. She was... Doing really good. Yeah, she had a, a child young. You know, she had a seven-year-old daughter. And so she was just really excited about this upcoming trip. She was really excited about it. Her and her boyfriend could actually get out and enjoy each other because they didn't get to do a whole lot of that because he was married. And, uh, you know, that's just never a good thing. So they couldn't go to the roadhouse for dinner and enjoy each other's company because people would see them. So really the only time that they got to see each other, hang out, talk, was at work. Uh, I think they had a handful of times where they met outside of work. And I could be wrong, um, but 
I do know they didn't have a whole lot of encounters outside of work. So on June 26, 2001, Patty Atkins' boyfriend bought and installed a new tonic cover for his work truck. And I know you guys are like, why are we starting there? Trust me, you're going to want to remember that. So prior to June 29th, she had made all of these uh, plans, you know, got her daughter going to her ex's house. And then from the ex's house, the daughter was going to be going to Patty's sister's house. Okay, and then all of her animals were, she was uh, dropping off at the kennel. So she had all these plans, and, and everyone around her knew, well, everyone close to her knew what she was doing. So she had a really good friend, uh, I don't know the name of uh, the co-worker, but she had a good friend that was also a co-worker at Honda, and uh, she had told her, Patty had told her that she was going to go on this amazing trip to Canada to a remote cabin and uh you know I the comment I don't know how the conversation went this is just what I've seen but according to the co-worker she's like oh okay awesome like how's that gonna work she's like well here's what I'm gonna do I'm gonna have somebody pick me up and uh take me to work because Patty normally drove her car to work so that's exactly what she did. She uh, had a, a a coworker pick her up that right before her shift. They drove to work together, so that way Patty's car wasn't sitting in the parking lot during shutdown because Honda was having a uh, a shutdown. They have like one to two week shutdowns a couple times a year, and that's pretty common. So that's why the guy was saying, "Hey, let's t- go to Canada for a vacation. Me and you, you and I, and uh, we'll just enjoy each other." So she made all these things. She's telling people what's going on. And uh, Patty's sister, I'm she's questioning Patty about this. She's like, okay, so you guys are going to Canada. You're leaving your car here. What's what, what else? Like I need details. So that way I know you're going to be okay. Patty's like, yeah. So uh, right after work, I'm going to hurry up, get to the time clock, clock out, go to his truck and get inside the bed of the truck. Underneath the tonic cover. And I'm pretty sure Patty's sister and other people that she told us was like, what the hell are you talking about? Who in the hell does that? She's So Patty's like, oh, it's no big deal. Like, it's, it's exciting, you know, because he has to take somebody home after work. They carpool together. It's no big deal. He just doesn't want his friend to see me with him because he's married and uh to patty it made sense but to a friend and us and her sisters it made no sense so i just want to pause for a second if anybody asks you to get in the bed of their truck discreetly think about that shit before you do it because that's crazy that is absolutely crazy I mean, come on, guys. Let's. This case is going to have so many red flags. It's going to have your brain blowing the hell up. So, all right. So yeah. So she drops a sister, her uh, daughter off at the exes. She gets picked up by a coworker. They go to work. 
Oh my gosh, I, I forgot to tell you another thing. So like I said, I'm not a professional at this. I'm probably lousy. I'm probably a pretty lousy podcaster, but I'm just cruising, man. Patty's boyfriend told her not to bring anything with her. No clothes, nothing. Don't bring anything with you. Her sister's like, well, how the hell are you going to change clothes or take care of yourself? Oh, we're just going to buy all new stuff when we get to Canada. I don't know if y'all ever been to Canada at a remote cabin. Not a whole lot of stores around. You know, I guess you could just hit some spots on the way there. But it doesn't really sound, I don't know, reasonable. Am I kind of, I mean, let me know what you think. I Kind of crazy to me, but whatever. So, work goes normal. Work goes as it should. But the thing about Patty is she was never in a hurry to leave when it was time to go home. Patty always stuck around, made sure everything was cleaned up, and everyone got out of there. But, June 30th was different. I don't know how many of you guys have worked at a big factory. I don't, I know when I worked at Honda, I was, I was actually 19 years old as well. 19, 20, something like that. I literally hated going to the time clock. I'd have to go up stairs it'd probably take five six minutes just to get to the damn time clock but patty clocked out at 19 seconds seconds after midnight two things i i've read that patty was always the last one to leave so that's like 12 30 12 45 and second that means she's off the line i don't care where she is working in the factory Time clock, it takes a minute to get to it. I don't care where you're at. 19 seconds after midnight, she's, I mean, I, I bet at like, what, 11, 50 and some change, she's hauling ass to the time clock because she needs to get out to that truck because you know how it is when you have, you know, if, for you all who have uh, worked at a factory, everyone hauls ass when it's time to go. You know, when midnight hits, you, everyone's going to the time clock trying to get out of there you i mean hell i've almost been hit five six different times walking through a parking lot because people are trying to get off work because they're in such a hurry so she clocks out 19 seconds after midnight and that is the last time she's been seen or heard from again all right so no nobody really actually nobody hears from patty at all she fails to show up at the time, she's supposed to pick up her daughter at her sister's house. And so, she ha they have, it's over a week that they're supposed to be in Canada. Do you see what I'm getting at here? Everyone thinks you're in Canada. In all actuality, something bad's happened to you. And you. this person has over a week to do whatever they got to do. To get rid of you. Right? So by the time anyone even realizes Pat, something's up, it's been over a week. So July 8th, Patty fails to show up to pick up her daughter. And time goes by. And I've seen interviews of Patty's sister. Time goes by and she's just 
you know, freaking out, calling Patty's house, leaving messages, you know, every hour. Then it turns into every half hour, then every 15 minutes. And then it's just like repeated hit redial and just keep calling and calling and calling and calling. Well, then Patty's sister calls the boyfriend's house and his wife, yes, his wife picks up the phone and Patty's sister acts like she's somebody inquiring about his business because he has his own business, okay? He has like an auto mechanic shop. It might even be like a body shop. I, who the hell cares? He's got, he owns a business and so P Patty's sister just acts like, okay, I'll just call back later. Uh, what would be a good time to call back? She tells her. So she hangs up, continues, you know, calling Patty's phone at her house. Cell phone, everything. Cell phone's off. You know, there's no calling a cell phone. It's off. So Patty's sister calls again over at the boyfriend's house. And he picks up. And she was relieved because she just assumed he wasn't there earlier because they were still on the way back from Canada. They were just running behind, right? You know how that goes. I mean, I'm the king of that. Yeah, I'll be over at your house at 1. 3 o'clock, you know, I'm sending a text to a buddy saying, hey, I'm on my way. Like, where the hell have you been? You're supposed to be here at 1. Like, look, man, <laughs> I probably always make an excuse, but it's probably most likely because I forgot. But anyways, so... Let's get to the point where, see, this this bothers me. This part bothers me. It really pisses me off. This really pisses me off. He acts like he doesn't even know what she's talking about. What? Patty? No, I, I have no idea what you're talking about. Oh, Patty? Like from Honda? And right then and there, Patty's sister's heart dropped. She knew something wasn't right. Could you imagine that? I couldn't imagine that. I'm a little bit different. I'm going to his house and ripping his, you know what, head off. I mean, honestly, that's crazy. Absolutely crazy. So Patty hangs up the phone. Immediately, she calls her mom. Says, hey, look, Patty's, Patty's missing. What do you mean? You know, what? her mom's confused. Well, she was supposed to pick up uh, her daughter at, you know, 1 o'clock. It's now 7.15. And the guy that she was supposed to go with acts like he doesn't know what I'm talking about. And I'm sure, as a father, I can only imagine the heartbreak that that mother felt when it happened. I can't even imagine. Like I said, I'd be getting in my car hauling ass to his house and we'll be having a conversation july 10th police interview the boyfriend for the first time and what do you know he says he has no involvement i know big surprise ding 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 we have a winner douchebag alert douchebag alert sorry i just that this this story infuriates me it literally does i'm sitting here right now just like my palms are sweaty. I'm pissed. Like, I don't know how to explain it. It's just, it's, it's so frustrating that this man's still free. But anyways, there was also, and I don't know what day this was, 
But Patty's sister, it could have been before the 13th or before the 10th or in between those. Patty calls the boyfriend's house at 3 in the morning. She can't sleep. Rightfully so. She can't sleep. I understand that. She probably is under so much stress and I can't even imagine. Sleep is probably the last thing in her mind. But she calls. The wife picks up. It's like I said, it's 3 in the morning. They're, they're probably asleep. And uh, Patty tells the wife. At, so this would have been before the interview, July 10th interview. So Patty tells the wife everything. Says, hey, look, you know, your husband has been in a relationship and cheating on you with my sister for a couple years now. And here's the biggest thing that blows my mind away. Your husband has received over $90,000 in cash from my sister. Yeah, yep, 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 yep. You heard it right. You heard it from right here. Okay, if you've never heard of this pot or this case, Patty gave this douchebag ninety thousand dollars. Took like thirty thousand of it out of her four hundred one k. Took like a twenty five thousand dollar mortgage, um, whatever the hell you call it, second mortgage, and then she you know did all the cash advances on her credit card and gives him. Because she's in love. She's in love. This guy's taking advantage of Patty. Okay? That, that's just plain and simple. She's, he's, she's being taken advantage of. That's it. And honestly, any man that takes advantage of a woman's a complete douchebag anyways. So if uh, you're one of those men, you can just go ahead and not be involved with this podcast. <laughs> uh, so Patty says... Tells the wife everything. And the wife sounds like, you know, so confused on the phone. So she actually hands the phone to D-Bag. And he's like, hello? Uh, no, I, I, I don't know, Patty. Like, I know it from what? I'm just assuming that's his, am I right? Is That's, that's got to be the sound of his voice. Right? No. And then he starts in, pretty much interrogating the sister. And she's she's out of her mind right now because she is so jacked up in the head from everything that's going on. She doesn't realize what he's doing. He's trying to get all the information out of what she knows so that way he can prepare. You know, because he knows he's going to be interviewed by the police. So <laughs> Patty's, Patty's sister is trying to get information from him, but she doesn't realize it because she's probably so tired and pissed off. So she, he, I think they were on the phone for like 45 minutes. So July 10th, police interview him, the boyfriend. And like I said, denies all involvement. And this is what's the crazy thing. On July 13th, the boyfriend says, yeah, you can search my property. You don't even need a warrant. Come on in. That blows my mind. So, when the police get there, they take the boyfriend and they go to his shop that he owns, the auto mechanic shop that he owns, and then a couple of the canines, like cadaver dogs, and the police officers search his house. 
And the first thing, the wife takes him upstairs to the bedroom, and the police find this Hard Rock t-shirt, like the Hard Rock Cafe t-shirts. Patty got her one, got him one in Florida when she went down there to see her sister. And what's crazy is Patty's sister told the police that he should have this t-shirt in that house because Patty, Patty bought it when he, in Florida with her. And the co-worker also knew about this shirt. And wouldn't you know, they find the shirt. The wife has no idea where the shirt came from. And they also find uh, letters from Patty or a, a birthday card, something like that. I don't know about you. Okay, yes, I've gotten a birthday card from my work before. Like I worked at a car dealership one time. They all got together, signed a birthday card for me. But the one salesman, you know, there's 10 salesmen there. The one salesman, there's not one salesman that gave me a card because I hardly know the guys. They're not just going to hand me a birthday card. Here you go, Anthony. <laughs> I don't know why I keep making that voice, but here you go, Anthony. Got your birthday card. I don't even know you, dude. Like, whatever. But still, he's, he's denying everything. But the cadaver dogs hit on a spot of freshly poured concrete of that week of shutdown. That concrete had been poured there on shutdown. So you know what the police do? Get the backhoe in here. Dig this up. Get our uh, investigators in here and crime scene people to analyze, analyze every speck of dirt in the ground. Nothing. They find nothing. But the cadaver dogs went nuts on this spot. So I don't know why I don't know if any of you listeners have any reasoning for that. I, I don't know. I, I don't know what makes a what what all can make a, a dog falsely uh mar mark a spot and start going nuts around it. Um email me if you know. Uh okay, so back at the shop where the detectives took the boyfriend, they asked him about this tonic cover. Because tonic cover Truck's got rails on it. Tonic cover's gone. And I remember what I said. Remember the June 28th, or, or June, yeah, June 28th, he had installed that tonic cover, brand new, on a work truck. And actually, the service manager of that shop was confused why he even bought it. He said, man, we, we use that truck to pick up radiators and you know, all kinds of stuff, shafts, uh, everything. They pick up all kinds of parts for vehicles. So the police say, uh, well, where's this tonic cover at? So they lead them, they lead the detectives upstairs into a loft where they find this tonic cover rolled up. And of course, boyfriend's got a excuse. Oh, I bought it for a fishing trip. You what? Yeah, I went on a fishing trip Friday, Friday of shutdown for the weekend. With a couple buds. That's why I bought it. So you bought, I mean, and, and I don't know if any of you have ever bought a tonic cover. They're not cheap. Those things are not cheap. So it's not like you're just going to buy a tonic cover for, for one fishing trip. It's just not going to happen. I'm sorry. And I, who cares if your fishing pole gets wet? I'm a fisherman. They get wet anyways. I mean, come on, dude. So they, they bag it. They bag that tonic cover. Send it off, uh, to the lab and 
Let's see. I think that's really, there's not a whole lot to this case. That's the timeline. That's the timeline right there. Now, I want to dig in deeper, though. I want people to get a hold of me so that way I can... Maybe there's more to this timeline that I don't know about. There's not a lot of information online because there's really not a lot to this case. And uh, like I said, I've reached out. I'm going to try to get some of the... Because this is still an active case. It's not a cold case. This is... This is still an open case, so I don't know how many files I'm actually going to be able to get, but I'm going to try. And once again, if any of Patty's family wants to reach out to me and answer some questions, ask me some questions, you know, I just want to talk to you. I, I'm trying to do this to help, and it's not, trust me, I'm not going to get any fame out of this. I'm not doing it for that. I'm doing it because I am truly truly drawn to this case of patty and you know and it's probably because you know i i'm really so when i was seven eight years old i lost my family i lost my parents to you know i'd lost them to drugs man they they beat me they did all kinds of terrible things and that's for a later episode to talk about so i went through foster care and that was probably even worse. And then I was adopted by, you know, luckily I was adopted by fantastic parents and had a great family. So my heart really breaks for the daughter, Patty's daughter, to lose her mother. See, I know what happened. I know why I lost my parents. I know what happened. But unfortunately... She doesn't. And that's what I want to help find. I want to help find closure for her. And I don't know if it's possible, but at least you can get some answers. So again, I don't know the guy's name, but I know, I know you'll probably hear this at some point. Go ahead and email me. All right. I, right now I have a picture painted in my head. If you're innocent, man, don't you want to get your, Get your name out there and get get your side of the story out there. Explain to listeners whose speck of blood they found on that tonic cover and why Patty's cat hair was on your tonic cover. Maybe you have a reasoning because you sure as hell had a bunch of reasonings for the police for everything. Hard rock shirt. Oh, she didn't get it for me. Birthday card. You know, just friends. But dude, maybe maybe I'm wrong. Maybe a, maybe a lot of us are wrong. Maybe the detectives are wrong. I don't know. Email me. We'll set up a time. You know, you guys hear me. You guys have heard me say it a bunch of times. Reach out to me, please. If you know anything, you want to share your story. Where were you if you worked at Honda that, that uh, next day? What was going on at Honda? I want to know. So I'm probably... Not, I don't really have a whole lot more to talk about on this case. So this is really up to, to you guys. I'd love to hear hear your guys' side. And, you know, if you guys have anything that you just want to ask or or uh, say, email me. It's uh, 
reviewing report at gmail.com. Send me an email. What you guys think? Um, right now I'm still learning. So, uh, you can find my podcast on Podbean, P O D B E A N, or what is it? P Pod B E A N dot com. And, uh, you can get on Facebook and you can find my link there on the reviewing report, uh, Facebook page. So if any of you had any questions, just get at me. Um, I want to I want to dig into this case. I want to figure out what happened and I want to help bring closure to this family. I want to thank you guys for tuning in to this podcast. Share it. Tell your friends about it. Let's get Patty's case out there. Let's figure this out. Because the only way that this case is going to be solved is either one the police department gets that blood tested and two public the public so thanks for tuning in guys i really appreciate it and just keep looking up on the um facebook page for any updates and i will talk to you guys later thanks